John's gospel is filled with sharp contrasts. Light and darkness, life and death. Those who believed in the Son of God and those who rejected the Messiah. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! At the end of chapter 11 in John's Gospel, we read that the chief priests and Pharisees conspired together to put to death Jesus. They planned together to kill the Lord of Glory. And then in the final verse of the chapter, we read that they had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. Let's continue that story as we hear now from God's holy, inerrant, and inspired word, infallible, and every word of it, as we read from John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was intending to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii, and given to poor people? Now he said this, not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Therefore Jesus said, Let her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Despite the plans of the chief priests and Pharisees, Jesus therefore went to Bethany. He was intentionally and voluntarily moving closer and closer to his betrayal, arrest, trial, and crucifixion, which were only days away. And in his kindness, he paid Bethany and the people there a visit. And those who were in Bethany made a feast for Christ, which was a sign of respect and thankfulness, as well as a meal of fellowship and friendship. Not surprisingly, Martha was serving faithfully serving. And Lazarus was joyfully reclining at the table with the one who had raised him from the dead. What should jump out at us in this passage is the contrast between light and darkness, love and treachery, life and death, a contrast seen in the actions of Mary and Judas. Mary's loving and humble devotion compared to Judas's hypocrisy. Mary anoints Christ for his upcoming burial at a great cost to her. The perfume was worth about one year's wages. Judas Iscariot, who is described as one of his disciples, betrays our Lord at a far greater cost, the damnation of his soul. As Matthew Henry astutely notes, Judas was one of his disciples, not one of their nature, but only one of their number. Judas was a coveting thief and liar. 
Yet he cloaked this by pretending godliness with pious-sounding words. Judas had no concern for the poor or for anyone else besides himself. And only a few days later, Satan would put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him. And Satan would ultimately enter into Judas. Among those who profess to be disciples of King Jesus, we find some like Judas and others like Mary. Some look the part. Some speak as if they exude godliness, but in reality, they're of the devil. Beware. Yet, by the sovereign grace of God, there are multitudes like Mary, who love, revere, and humbly serve our Lord and Savior. Be grateful. And now go, do likewise. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. 